There's a word from the Lord today, and thank you for your patience as this is a special weekend. Word from the Lord today as we continue this series that God has given us, a series that we have already declared that we will share throughout the year. And it is the theme for this ministry for 2021, Restore, Support, and Strengthen. This is the third week of the year, the third message in this series. Our text for today's message is found in the prophetic writings of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10, one verse. We've chosen the New Living Translation as the version that we will read this text from today. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, the New Living Translation. Hear the reading of God's word. And this message is dedicated to everyone who's going through something. Everyone perhaps who've lost a loved one. Everyone who's experienced hardships and heartaches. Uh, God eyes uh, me to dedicate this message today to you. Hear the reading of verse 10 of the text. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And here's where the subject is found, this last sentence. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject, he's holding us up. He is holding us up. One of the questions that I was often asked after the passing of my father in 2006 was simply, how are you and your family holding up? Now, I would imagine that all of us at some point in our lives have been asked the same question. And perhaps this year, especially uh, considering all the things that we as a society and as a world uh, have gone through, how are you holding up? My response when asked this question usually was simply this. I am doing my best to hang in there. Folks asked me, 2006, having lost my dad, uh, how are you holding up? How is the family holding up? How is the church holding up? 
I would often respond by saying, we are doing our best to hang in there. However, if the truth be told, there were times in which my best just did not seem good enough. Times in which personally doing all I could wasn't enough. Again, the only reason, this is the truth, that I was even still standing at that time. Only reason I was able to get out of the bed, only reason I was able a Sunday after burying my father take to this pulpit and preach the gospel was simply because the Lord was holding me up. I'm dedicating this to someone this morning. For when I look back, <laughs> Mac, it could have been so easy for me to say, wow, Darrell, you were strong. And there are people who said that. I said, man, you were strong. You didn't miss one week. You went back immediately and resumed doing what you were doing. How were you able to do that? Well, the truth of the matter is, and I hope I can preach this this morning to someone, is that underneath that smile, underneath what seemed to have been a posture that stood up firm, was the Lord holding me up. David certainly understood this. For David writes in Psalms 124 after a tumultuous time in his life, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now what shall Israel say? Uh, Jeremiah the prophet understood this. Jeremiah declares these words in the book of Lamentations chapter 3 in verses 22 and 23. The King James Version puts it this way. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Paul understood what David and Jeremiah understood. That it was God who undergirded him. So Paul writes and Paul speaks these words to King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26 and verse 22, Paul says, and I quote, therefore having obtained help from God, to this day I stand. In other words, Paul says the only reason I'm standing, King Agrippa, is because God is holding me up. Having obtained help from God, David, Jeremiah, Paul, all three of them realized that doing their most 
difficult times, it was the Lord who was right there holding them up. Some of you may look back and you may think that you've been that strong. You may think that you persevered. There are testimonies in this ministry of people, young uh, people who've lost a spouse and found themselves raising children by themselves. And now they can look back over their life. People will compliment them. People perhaps will say, you were mighty strong. But the truth is, underneath you was a power above all other powers that was holding you up. It was the Lord that was on our side. I would have fainted unless I believed to see the Lord in his marvelous work. If God had not been what he was when the enemy came in like a flood. Spirit of the Lord lifted up a standard against this enemy. Uh, I would have lost my mind. Reminded of what this same prophet Isaiah writes. He writes, and he will keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. When you think back over your life, take a moment. Think over your most difficult times. Think over the times in which you did not even know how you would make it. And you found yourself persevering. You found yourself getting up one day at a time and saying, Lord, I thank you. Perhaps that's why Jesus, when they asked him to teach us how to pray, he says these words in his prayer. And give us this day our daily bread. In other words, Lord, I just need enough for the day. I need enough to go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and know that God is still good. Somebody ought to give God a praise. This would be a good time for somebody to just think about how good God has been to you and give. Now, now if you made it on your own, if, if you were that good, if you were that strong, if you, you were that, if you had that much strength, that you didn't need God, then that's fine. Pat your own self on the back. But the rest of you that want to join me and know that I had some help. It was God that was on my side. Should have lost my mind. But God. Woo! The old, the old church puts it this way in an old iconic song, Bill, that the church sang, Trouble in my way. I had to cry sometime. I laid awake at night, but that's all right. Jesus will fix it after a while. Somebody's got an after a while praise and know that God told you just hang in there because weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for holding me up. Let us turn to the text. And examine in our text these powerful words of the Lord that was spoken through the prophet Isaiah to the people of Israel during a very difficult time 
in their lives. In our text, God allows Isaiah to share a prophetic word. I said to the congregation earlier this morning, I love Isaiah chapter 40 because it is a transitional chapter in a controversial book. There are those scholars who will argue today, Pastor Mac, uh, that the book of Isaiah could not have been written by the same person because it, it seems to have two different focus written in two different time periods. Chapters 1 through 39 seem to have been talking about the current conditions that the nation was going through. And then there was a, a great shift in the tone, in the time frame, in the message of God through Isaiah to the people of Israel. Chapters 40 through 66, we now see the eagle-eyed prophet Isaiah talking to the people of Israel. And here's what is so profound about this book and these chapters. God speaks to Isaiah to speak to his people and prepare them for what is to come. Although they were going through some difficult things in chapters 1 through 39, God shifts and says that you're going to experience some things that you have not yet experienced. You are going to be invaded by the Babylonians. They're going to capture your young people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, Ezra, Nehemiah. They're, they're, they're going to take the best and the youngest. Many young people will even be birthed in captivity. Uh, but don't be dismayed. God says, but I will protect and provide for you. God tells him in the text that I will do these things for you. And I know it's difficult. In fact, he says in a part of Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to preach on that next week. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth, fainteth not? There is no searching of his understanding. God says, I understand what you're going through. And don't think because you're going through a dark period that God has forgotten about you. The devil is a liar. God says, I'm taking you through this for a reason. For the next 70 years, you are going to be held in captivity. And God says, I will strengthen and help you. Perhaps the best example of the mentality of those in captivity is found in Psalms 137, in which the praisers, Judah, the worshipers, whose job was it uh, to celebrate God and to lead others in worship, they were discouraged. Yes, Bill, yes, BJ and others, yes, musicians, even the worshipers get discouraged sometimes. And they were discouraged. And the Bible says they hung their harps on the willow trees. And they said they weren't going to praise God anymore. And then they write this in the Psalms. And they who took us in captivity asked of us 
to sing them one of the songs of Zion. Could you imagine those who were holding us in captivity begged us to sing God's holy song. And they responded, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? In other words, we are a long ways from home. Our hearts have been broken. We are going through hardship. How can we worship God? But God raises up Isaiah to speak to them. And God wanted them to know just because your location has changed doesn't mean your praise ought to change. Just because your situation is different. Who, who am I preaching to? Doesn't mean your praise ought to be any different. We've got to learn how to praise God even in a strange place. We've got to learn how to praise God when our hearts have been broken, when our eyes are filled with tears. We still got to learn how to lift our hands and give God our best praise. Anybody can praise God in a familiar place. Ah, uh, but what perhaps the last several months have taught us is can you praise God in your kitchen by yourself? Can you praise God in your living room in your dead? Can you praise God in your bedroom? Can you praise God when you don't have the reinforcement of praisers backing you up? Can you think of the goodness of God and all he's done for you and even by yourself give God your best praise. Somebody ought to take 10, 20, 30 seconds and give God a praise. Woo, I dare you to praise him. God is worthy. Woo. I said, listen. Listen, may I preach this? Woo. Listen to the text. And so God raises up Isaiah and in verse 10 the Lord promised that although they would have to endure these 70 years of captivity, that God will look at how the text begins. He says, don't be afraid. He says, I am with you. Don't be discouraged. He says, for I am your God. And then this is the one I like. I will strengthen you and I will help you. Ooh, even during your darkest hours, God is a very present help in the time of trouble. The Lord goes on in verse 10 to speak these encouraging words where the subject for today's message is found. God says to them, listen, I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Oh, that word blessed me. That word blessed me. God gave me this message months ago. And as I was putting it together, sometimes the first of December, uh, I, I, I just found myself crying before the Lord. And the Lord said, it's all right. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Now, as I began to think about this passage in verse 10, the Lord shared with me three key insights from this passage of this verse that I want to share with you today, and I'll take my seat. 
God said, bless them, Daryl, with these three insights. Because somebody, somewhere, the devil is on your case. The enemy is trying to discourage you. Trying to turn you back. But somebody, somewhere, the God of all the earth is simply saying to you, if you can hold on a little while longer, things are going to change in your life. I feel like preaching, but I got to get to these three insights, three key insights the Lord dropped in my spirit. Number one is this, the Lord speaks to them directly. Mm, and, and I caught it and the Lord says uh, I need you to catch this he said there were times and there are times in which I allow the prophet uh, to speak to them and the prophet can say I heard the Lord say or the Lord encouraged me to say but the Lord said to me this time Daryl I am speaking to my people directly in other words, I am not leaving it open to misinterpretation because there are a whole lot of people that will mess up a rhema word from the Lord. You've got a whole lot of prophets and prophetess and bishops and self-appointed and no anointed people that will give you their opinion of what God said. But you've got to be able to separate the sheep from the goat. You've got to be able to separate the wheat from the tab and know what's real and what's fake. But God says in this incident, I am speaking directly to them. He says, and I quote, I am with you. Uh, Isaiah didn't say the Lord will be with you. The Lord said, no, hold on, Isaiah. I need you to write it, but I'm speaking it. I am with you. I am your God. Can you think of a dark point in your life in which God spoke to you directly? You didn't have to call Pastor Jackson, Pastor Matt, Pastor Lawson, or anybody else. God found you where you were and spoke a word directly into your situation. Somebody ought to give God a praise for right now, rhema word that God speaks directly. Whoa! Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Woo! Listen, I appreciate other people bringing me a word from God. I appreciate folks saying, Daryl, I, I got a word for you from God. I take it, but I take it with a grain of salt because I don't know how it was actually given. And the word can be subject to human misinterpretation. But when God speaks to me directly, whoo, when God said, when I say I come to the garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses, he walks with me, he talks with me, he tells me that I am his own. That is a direct word from the Lord. So the first key insight in this text 
is that God sends a direct word to his people that I am with you. I am your God. And then the second key insight is where the subject derives from. This one really blessed me. Ah, God says to them in this verse 10, I will hold you up. And I must confess, when I first read this, I read it as I have always read it over the last 30, 40 years I've been ministering, 25 years I've been pastor. I read over it and I thought, God is holding me. And then God challenged me, Matt. God challenged me, uh, Pastor Willie May, to go back and read the text again. And God said, because Darrell, you've done what you've always done for years, but read it carefully. And I read it again and I closed my computer and say, I got it, Lord. The Lord said, I'm not just holding you. I didn't say that. There are times in which the Lord will hold us. But this text in this verse did not say he was holding them. There is a difference. This one says, I'm holding you up. (laughs) Holding them means to carry them. To mean you are dependent on him. But holding me up means I'm undergirding you so you can stand up on your own. I'm holding you up so you can get out of the bed on your own. I'm holding you up so that you can take a licking and keep on ticking on your own. I'm holding you up so that when the enemy comes against you, you can rebuke the enemy. Woo! That's right, that's right, that's right. That's right, that's right, that's right. Come on, brothers, tell them. Somebody in your house, God's holding you up. Somebody driving down the street, God's holding you up. Somebody's about to bury a loved one. Woo! Can I get a praise? Is there a praiser? Is there a praiser? Is there anybody? Tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Woo! Holding us, look at this, holding us is like this, but holding us up is like, there are times in which God had to hold me, but there are times in my life when God said, I don't need to carry you, I just need to hold you up. So when you think about falling, I'll hold you up. When your feet almost slip, 
God will hold you up. Any witnesses? Somebody ought to tell God thank you. Thank you. And then I know my time is gone. I know my time is gone. But I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. Then number three. Number three. God tells him insight, observation, takeaway. Number three. God says not only am I holding you up. But I'm holding them up with my victorious right hand. In other words, they will be victorious no matter what they may have to go through. Can I speak to you? You will be victorious no matter what you've got to go through. In fact, you already won the victory. Victory is already yours. I heard, I heard the old church say, victory, victory shall be mine. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battle. Victory, victory, victory. Somebody shout victory. Somebody shout victory. Can I get a praise? Can I get a praise? May I praise him? Can you praise him? Victory is already yours. The enemy is already defeated. Your daughter is already delivered. Your sons and your daughters shall testify. Whoa! Y'all excuse me. I feel like praising God. Anybody know you got the victory? Dance in your house. Shout in your house. Walk around in your yard. Say thank God for the victory. Thank God. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Take a few more seconds, take a few more seconds and think of the goodness, think of his goodness and all he's done for you. Somebody ought to praise him, somebody ought to praise him, somebody ought to praise him, somebody. Somebody ought to think of his goodness and what he's done for you. Woo! I dare you to praise him. I challenge you to praise him. Woo! God's holding you up. God's holding. Woo! God's holding you up, mother. God's holding. Excuse me. God's holding me up. God's holding my family up. God's holding this church up. Thank you. Thank you. 
Ben Lakin, John Jr. Faith, God's holding you up. Woo! Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Woo! Woo! That's right, brothers. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank y'all. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Y'all have to excuse us. Woo! Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Thank you. In the midst of businesses shutting down, it's one thing I do know that God says to us 
in Psalms 3, victory comes from you, O Lord. I have the victory even before I see the outcome. Thank you, Lord. That word blessed me. The Lord said, even before you know the outcome, know that you have the victory in the midst of everything you're going through Lord we have the victory and because we know we have the victory Lord we trust you the Lord said you've got to trust me you've got to trust me that I will hold you up I told the church this morning an illustration involving my dad that was somewhat funny but true. My dad having had his final stroke found himself immobile. Wasn't able to walk on his own. In fact he couldn't really get up on his own. But there were times in which he had to get up to go and to stand, Bill. <laughs> and this is where trust come in. <laughs> and dad, and I was his oldest son, and didn't take it personal. <laughs> Mac was his youngest son, and he didn't take it personal. But I remember there were times in which mom would say, Yo, dad needs some help. <laughs> dad would go help him. Mac, go help him. <laughs> and dad would say, no, 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 no. Sin Rod. Sin Roy. And what was even so funny is that my brother-in-law, Pastor Rawson, who was bigger than all of us, dad would never let him help <laughs> Because dad trusts that Rod and Roy wouldn't let him down. Would always hold them up. And what was that trust based on experience? Because they had done it over and over and over again. See, I had not done that that often. Mac has probably done it less times than me. And God knows Pastor Rawson and all of his good intent. He appeared to have had the strength and, and the stature to help him. But dad said, when I really need to be held up, I need to trust that which has held me up before. Who am I preaching to? (laughs) Some of us are going through something right now and you can't depend on something because it looks strong to hold you up. You can't depend on something because it's new and it's the flavor of the month. (laughs) to hold you up you've got to rely on that which is who held you up before and so Richard Smallwood writes this song in which it simply says of God trust me I will be with you Uh, Richard Smallwood writes in the words of God to all of those that he's holding up 
if you only trust me. Ooh. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. This is the part I like. I'll never leave you. Mm. If you only trust me. God is saying to us, trust me. Trust me. I'll fight <laughs> your battle. Mm. If you will only trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And then he writes, I am whoo, that I am. I have all power. I will deliver if you will only trust me. I'm here to encourage someone today. God sent this message to someone specifically whoo, that trusts in the fact that during your darkest hours God is right there holding you up come on as you join in with the choir right now don't, don't tune out stay on for a moment come on this is an important part of this worship experience listen Speak to us, Lord. I will. I will be with you. I will be with you. If you will only trust me. God is saying to us, trust me. I'll never leave you. God's speaking directly to us and says, I'll never leave you. I receive that, Lord. I'll never If you, uh, God said, trust me, trust me, God said, uh, who is God speaking to? I'll fight your battle. You can stand still because God says, I'll fight your battle. Uh, uh. Darrell, you don't have to defend yourself. I'll protect you. I'll fight to battle. If you will only trust me. God says, trust me. Trust me. Now listen, God says, I am that I, I have all power. 
One more time, choir. I am. I'm hearing it. Sing, TJ. Yeah, yeah. Tell him. Yeah. Somebody got speaking to you right now. Trust me. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, the text says, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. The reason we will not lose our minds. The reason why the devil cannot steal our joy. The reason why we can praise God. Sick, broke, and mourning a loss. Is because God is holding us up. With his victorious right hand. The truth of the matter is. When they asked me back in 2006, how are you doing? How are you holding up? How's your mother holding up? How is the family holding up? How is the church holding up? What I should have said was, he's holding us up. Listen, it has been some years now and we can now testify to the fact that God is so good that in the midst of everything Bill you lost your mom in 2000 I felt that it was so painful and I thought about it <laughs> I thought about it as we end 2020 I said it's been over 20 years since mother Lord has gone but the Lord has held us up the Lord is holding us up there are people in your family Bill that are ministering now that were not even ministering then they were so young and God's raising up new generations Dinar, Deja and others the legacy of Pastor Lord God says not only will I hold you up but I'll pass on the anointing so that others can still be blessed make no mistake about it i stand here today because of the influence of one ac jackson reason why i'm here today is because he influenced he encouraged me and even after he has gone god hold us up so we can continue to do what he's called us to do and so to those of you there are others out there who've lost loved ones 
Regis, Cass, others. And I know it's been tough. But my message to all of you today, and excuse the tears that's falling down my face, is that God is holding us up. Come on, tell them one more time. I am, God says. Listen, listen. Thank you, Lord. God says, I am. Uh, thank you, Lord. I have all power. There's a number on the screen. Someone is there to pray with you and pray for you. There is a contact. You can email us, Texas. And if you do not have a spiritual covering, we want to be in fellowship with you. We're not out to take members from any other place. If it's one thing that our founders taught us is that there are no blessings in proselyting others. But there's so many people that need to be saved. And if you're looking for a spiritual covering, if you're looking to join a spiritual family, you don't have to be in South Carolina. You don't even have to be in this country or in this city, wherever you are. Thank God for virtual experiences that we can join together and we can pray for each other. Close those eyes, if you will. If you are in any position to just lift your hands, for lifting of the hands is simple, symbolic to, Lord, I surrender. I confess, Lord, you've held this family up. You've held us up. You've held us up as a ministry. When the enemy thought there's no way you can continue to operate but God, you've done what the enemy said could not be done. You've raised up faithful people who continue to faithfully support this ministry and others although they have not been here for almost a year they still trust you <laughs> there are those who are going through something right now a difficult time in their life Lord hold them up <laughs> with your victorious right hand we say thank you it is already done victory is declared before the war is over <laughs> before the battle is over we've already declared the victory this is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks 
And wherever you are, join in with us. Come on, come on, quiet one more time. That's right, call. Trust me. beginning of this year we instituted something called our vision offering for the last five years culminating in 2020 we had a faith offering and the faith offering was about eliminating the debt that we incurred it was about the debt of the past the vision offering is all about sowing a seed into the future the faith offering was used to accelerate the mortgage payments over a five-year period so that we could pay off our indebtedness that was the mortgage on this building. The vision offering is all for ministry, nothing for operation, nothing for personnel. 100% of it is used for ministry. On the first Sunday in February, when we have our consecration and rededication virtually, we will share with you a very powerful video in which we outline the vision going forward. But let me say this before the benediction. God spoke these words into my spirit the other day as I was thinking about giving. And I want you to hear this. God says perhaps we have had the whole concept of why we should give wrong. Here's what God said to me. Pastor Willamay, God said to me that for years I've taught people and we've thought give and God's going to give back to you. Give and God will shake it together and run it over and you have more. And what God said to me was, that's like an investment. <laughs> but the true gifts are when you give not expecting anything in return. You just give because out of the love and the gratefulness of your hearts. When I give to my family, I don't give to them expecting they're going to give back to me. Amen. I give to them because of the passion and the love that I have for them. When my wife and I were struggling as young couples, two young kids in graduate school, she was working. My dad and mom, and I'll confess to this, they, they paid my light bill for a couple of months. My uncle and aunt, Deacon Lord Lumpkin, Mother Ellen Lumpkin, they gave me furniture out of their own house. They didn't do that expecting I would give it back to them. One day I'll give them a better couch. 
my dad and mom did not give to me expecting that one day I'll pay their light bill. They did it because of the love and the passion they had for their son, Deacon Lumpkin, Mother Lumpkin, had for their nephew. And so I challenge you to think about why you're giving. If you're just giving because you want God to give back to you, that's like investing it in a 401k. But if you're giving to God because God has been so good to you, I thought about this this week. And I told the Lord, you know what? If you don't give me anything else, you've already done enough for me to bless you the rest of my life. And if I don't get more money, and if I don't get a better career, and I don't get a raise, then I, I'll still give to you. And what I've changed my perspective, this is just me. God told me in 2021, I want you to give to me because of who I am, man. even if you don't get anything back. And so my giving is not reciprocity. It is not because I want God to bless me. It's because I bless God. And I ask you to bless God. $7 is the vision. Ooh, sow a seed. Give to God because God has been so good to you. And if you don't ever get it back, God is still worthy of your gift. Thank you so much for your gifts. Thank you for your generosity. Join us on Tuesday night as we continue the series Words of Encouragement, a study of the Psalms. As we share with you another psalm on this Tuesday night, invite a neighbor and a friend. It's an hour or less. We've been running under an hour on Tuesday night. Come be a part of what God is doing. Amen. Thank you, choir. So good to see you guys. Thank you for blessing us. Take us out one more time. Everybody's so glad to see the choir. Come on, as the choir blesses us, listen. I am a... May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forever. And as we prepare to end this service, Lord, remind all of us that during our darkest, most challenging times, you are holding us up. It's in your name we pray. And everybody said amen. Thank you for being a part of this service. God bless you.
We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bibleway Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account, or via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website at bwcar.org.